1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Dr. Zoe Today. Tonight we have confessions from America's top cougar, Hattie RetroAge. You may remember Hattie from the TLC show Extreme Cougar Wives, or you may have seen her on TMZ, Inside Edition, Howard Stern, ABC Nightline, or CBS News, just to name a few. Hattie, welcome to the Dr. Zoe Today show.
2: Oh, it's a pleasure being here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you tonight, and our listeners are excited as well. Hattie, you've had quite the full life, and you've accomplished so much. And I have to say, you've had fun doing it. I know you're really. Uh, wait a
2: open. minute, Doctor not <laughs> you're putting that in the past tense. But
1: I gotta stop that. <laughs> oh, you're still having fun doing it. You're still having fun doing it. Um, yes, I, I know you're. I know you're very open about your age. How old are you currently?
2: Seventy-eight.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, since you've been, coo- you've been coined America's top cougar, let's get into some juicy details about some of the dating experiences you've had. Are you open for that? Without
2: doubt. Or oh. It wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. So how old was the youngest guy you've ever dated?
2: Well, before I tell people, they have to be sure that they're sitting down, possibly with smelling salts close by. (laughs) Now, you you have to realize that this was not a person who I thought was going to propose marriage, and we were two consenting adults, me far more (laughs) adult than he. I was asked this on an interview show. And I said he was 18. So they said, well, Hattie, how many years ago was that? And I said, two. And I was 75 at the time.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, really so. So I said, don't worry, because he just turned 19.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That is so funny. At what point in your life, Hattie, did you realize that you were attracted to younger men?
2: What a wonderful question. I was divorced when I was 48, and my husband was 50 at the time. And Mm. before I answer that specific question, he was the oldest man, my former husband, that I ever slept with, and that was in 1984.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'm glad we've got that clarified. So you were were married. You had. um, Oh, I was. So in your 20s and your 30s. So in your 20s and your 30s, you just had, you. how is, was it, like a typical marriage? Was it, so he was a few years older than you.
2: Yeah, he was maybe uh, two inches taller, two years older, you know, just perfect <laughs> Jewish, white, everything was in place. But the thing that made it a hot marriage and an uh, especially interesting one was that he was a dancer and so was I and he was a far better dancer than I. So we opened the school, and he was the top teacher, and we had a very sexual, love-filled marriage for 25 years.
1: Wow. And people people are really shocked. Hattie, that's an accomplishment in itself this day and age. 25 years of marriage is a great accomplishment. So it was after the divorce that you decided you're going for the younger guys. Is that what happened?
2: Well, honey, not right away because having come out of a regular marriage, so to speak, uh, that kind of makes sense in society. You get married, you have a house, children, and all, you know, organic food, wonderful things. So I decided I'm divorced now, and I'm missing the sexuality, so I'll start dating. And at that time, I was not thinking of younger men. I was thinking of someone age-appropriate like 50, 52, even up to 55, liberal that I am.
1: (laughs) 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 And what happened? Were they just too boring for you or what? That wasn't
2: exactly how it it, um, was an epiphany. I went out with a man. We had dinner, fine dining, and you know, wine, and everything. Dressed up, cordially speaking to each other, even looking into each other's eyes. So he said, "Would you like to come home with me?" And I said yes, because I said, "You know, find out as soon whether it's a yes or a no." Right. So we go up to his apartment, and he starts leading me back to his bedroom, which was um, brocade and satin and silk, you know, like a <laughs> like a. a and the way to, Yeah, <laughs> and on the way to that room, I take a look to the right of me, where the door is open, and I see sneakers, a hockey stick, Beatles posters, and I suddenly say something's wrong here, and I tell the gentleman, I really, um, I really have to leave. I don't feel that I want to go to bed. So I, you know, he kind of understood. Somewhat disappointed, and I said to myself. Obviously, I'm being magnetized to his son. Mm,
1: interesting. Now,
2: now there is nothing creepy about any of this because no. in, in in Europe this happens all the time, and also the opposite. It's everywhere. Exactly. You know, the older man, the younger woman, and yes. I didn't feel that I was violating anybody's son or girl. No, I've got son. to
1: know, did you hook up with the son or what? what no, happened? no, no, no. No, okay. So you realized so is- you were being drawn to that energy, that young energy, so you, you excused yourself politely. And then what was your first, like, experience with dating a younger man?
2: The answers are going to be so amazing that it's actually shocking. <laughs> I, in those days, we did not have the internet for dating, so it was newspapers. So I put in an ad that that said, uh, uh, "Older woman desires young man, fu- um, supremely sexual." Mm. The older woman, younger man scenario uh, is getting the press it deserves. Let's give ourselves the Experience we deserve. Okay, so I get deluged with calls.
1: <laughs> okay, this is when. What year was this? Around about.
2: I would say nineteen ninety
1: 1990 or nineteen ninety-one. Okay. Okay. Yes. So you get that, a bunch of calls. Well,
2: so that was uh, uh, featured as the personal of the week.
1: It was oh my a goodness! I want, yeah. Wow, so, that is great. So, so
2: I am actually going to fast forward on that one because the first man that I had an affair with or whatever we would call it, a relationship, he was, um, I guess, 25. I was 55, so we have a 30-year age difference. Mm-hmm. And we got along just wonderfully. He was an Israeli guy. I don't know how many people believe in synchronicity, miracles, uh, Stuff like that. The guy had the same three names as my former husband the Yiddish name Yako, the Hebrew name Yakov, the English name Jack. And I mm-hmm. said to him, When's your birthday? It was <laughs> the same day. I said, Come on, we're going to bed. So <laughs> we do. And we're together for, uh, for several months. He has to go back Israel. His mother is sick. I'm going to fast forward on this to give you a sense of how so-called cougar's life can progress because we are actually ageless in a sense, at least I am. I appear on Inside Edition when I'm 77, which is, uh, let's see, 55, 65, 21 years later, I appear and the show films airs in Israel. Oh, my goodness. I get a Skype from him. And he said, oh, my God, Hattie, you look the same. And he starts
1: recounting me. Oh, that is so awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. Okay, I want to ask you a question. I'm sure all my listeners want to know. What is the best sexual experience you've had with a younger man, one that stands out in your mind?
2: Um, I would say, and this probably is not totally shocking, it was with a fireman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay okay what was so special about it what was so wild about it
2: because we actually spoke about what happened in his work how he would feel if he were in a fire so it went beyond just the sexuality of this buff man he was valiant And so that was very much of a turn on to me other than, you know, his sexuality or his body or anything. And I would actually ask him questions about what would happen when you're in the middle of the smoke like that. And the sincerity and depth with which he answered made us feel closer together. And the fact that we had sex and it was so lovely you know, I can't say it was a public service that I was providing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that, okay, well, that leads it to my next question as far as the public service thing goes. Do you feel like when you're with these younger guys, sexually, are you teaching them new tricks or are some of these younger guys teaching you new tricks?
2: Answer number two.
1: <laughs> okay, so some of these younger guys are teaching you new tricks. Yes, because...
2: Sexuality has opened up so to speak and there's you know, younger men, many of them just really get off going down on a woman. That wasn't that wasn't so in my day.
1: Really? Okay. So, I'm a love child. I'm a product of two hippies. Being someone who's lived through, like, the 60s and the 70s, um, do you feel like people were more sexually free then, or was it more about a connection and now it's more about getting off, or you're saying that it's opening up more now? What would you, how would you compare this day and age to, like, the 60s and the 70s sexually, like the sexual energy? Well, I would
2: say that what's going on now is that there's more um, kind of attachment to relationship, believe it or not. These guys are now really revealing themselves, so they don't just want to get off. I think in the 60s it was like sex all around, open marriages. It was kind of like an explosion, like fireworks, sexual fireworks explosion. But now, because of 9-11 and because of the economy, that people – are approaching each other more as human beings. So it isn't just a sexual matter. Young men are speaking to me. They tell me about their concerns. So that part of my being older is a real gift. They appreciate my age and my wiseness and the fact that I'm sexual, but I appreciate that they are coming to me not just as a sex object, but as a mature woman Who turns them on not only with her body or her sexuality or her actions, but with her being, with her death, with her care. It, it, it feels kind of wonderful, actually. Right,
1: right. As you know, I'm the confidential coach, and I counsel a lot of men, and I also have interviewed lots of men. And a lot of these guys who date women that are older than them, they say that um, they're finding that the older women know what they want. They're not afraid to ask for what they want. They're more direct. They have more visions and goals and wisdom like you're talking about. So I think that that's awesome. But, how do you we want to know that you, see details what's the dirtiest thing you've done with one of these guys what would you say so the fireman really he turned you on and because he was you know masculine and he talked about you know being in the smoke and being in the moment of the fire and you felt a connection with him but like have you done anything crazy like uh sex in public or you know what's the craziest most wild thing you've done no no
2: <laughs> this is this is a seventy eight year old cougar who's conservative. Okay. Are, you know, should not be you know, I'm really afraid in a sense afraid. I'm reluctant to, to be as raunchy on this program as I was on T M Z but I will
0: be <laughs> the answer
2: by telling about that interview. Okay. So first of all they're talking oh, this seventy eight year old And this has happened on every single show. Before I go on, they say, this is disgusting. Oh, my God, it turns my stomach. This is vile. How could it be? Whatever. And then they see me. And suddenly this happened with Kelly... And uh, Michael, before I was on, they said, "Oh my, this woman's a grandmother. This is like shameful and repulsive, too." And then they see me and they say, "Oh my God!" And Kelly says, "I love you, Hattie. I love you. I
1: love you." Yeah, you're I, absolutely you know, gorgeous. You're a gorgeous woman. You've taken excellent care of yourself. You're beautiful. I don't think that I've uh, shared with you, Hattie, that my own mom is married to a man that's a lot younger than her. I guess there's like about an 18-year uh, age difference there and they've been together for like 20 years and they're so happy and she's raising children all over again, she had a baby in her 40s I mean she's so happy and it's you know this is something that is near and dear to my heart because I've seen it work and I've seen you know I think that we need to stop discriminating and it's about time for people like you to blaze the trail for women that are interested in dating younger men but I do have a question for you that I'm very curious about Mm -hmm. have you run into problems with the parents of these men? Like, have they been, you know, have you had a hard time with dealing with the parents? I don't deal with the parents. Wait, wait, wait. So when you get serious with one of these guys, when in the past and you've been dating and you've gotten serious or you've had, like, a, you know, a decent relationship for any length of time, have they introduced you to their parents?
2: No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not with me. Uh, And I never had an extended serious relationship. I would have wanted to, but somehow that was not the role that was granted me. I have to tell you quite honestly, I would love and would have loved all along to find someone, not necessarily with a huge age gap, but 10 years my my junior, because I am so youthful and so healthy and so vibrant, especially as a former dancer. I would have wanted just one, but that was not the role that life gave Okay,
1: so speaking of parents, do you feel like some of these younger guys that connected with you and you said that they loved your wisdom and things like that, do you think that some of these guys were kind of looking for that? Because I think that there's a beautiful thing about women where you have a balance of your sexuality and your maternal instincts. Do you think that some of these guys were kind of looking for that, like, motherly figure in a way? They needed that... uh, nurturing no only no. one okay. guy only <laughs> one guy said
2: to me uh can i call you mother i said um <laughs> i said uh, no, that doesn't particularly turn me on in fact i think we're not going to continue the date the way that i have been treated is not as a mother but More as of a an sexual own. object and, and more than a sexual object as well, but not a mother object, more like a courtesan or a woman that they they love that it's consenting adults and the age fades away. Right. Now, I, I'm going to be very straight about this because we're talking about something that goes straight. If they have an erection when they see me, they're not questioning, is this my mother, my grandmother? They right, do right, that. Right. Their body you
1: know, right. is
2: responding.
1: Right, absolutely. So we all know you went topless on Howard Stern. What are some of the other wild experiences you've had on, you know, with the media?
2: Uh, Well, the TMZ, and that was quite recent. And before I went on, they were like, you know how they kid around. They said, pass the paper bags. This is disgusting. I can't wait to see this old hag or whatever. And then we go on, and it's Skype, and they say, oh, my God. And they say, oh. Oh, who would have thought? And then they said, oh, would you pull out a little? Because I was too close to the screen. I said, oh, I said that to a guy last night.
1: And he <laughs> absolutely <laughs>
2: cracks up. Now, oh,
1: my goodness.
2: I was uh, saying every 78-year-old every or any 68 or any forty eight or anybody should be Patty, they should be who they are. I just happen to be young in this way. Now, there's the answer to your uh, story about anything odd or raunchy. So they really wanted to get me riled up, and they thought they were going to really <laughs> challenge my cool.
1: Well, it's so TMZ, said, right? So, I mean, yeah. what do you expect? TMZ is all about that. So they, well, they, they- asked
2: me, uh, have you ever eaten out asshole?
0: So they said have you ever email
1: assholes, Hattie?
2: (laughs) That's what they asked me. So I may believe that I was slightly offended. I said, Gentlemen, I'm
1: seventy eight. I will only do one at a time. (laughs) That is great. That is great. Hattie, out of all the celebrities or media personalities that you've met, who were you most surprised by or who is different than what you expected? Well, Howard uh,
2: changed in the middle of the, in- of the interview. I was on twice. And at first, he really started to, to really rile me, and then people would get on the phone and they'd all act in a disgusting way. And I would say, well, I'm very glad you're still sexual, but please hang up and take care of yourself because this doesn't interest me. <laughs> and, he- and he didn't want that. He wanted me to engage. Then a woman would get on and she'd say, really, you know, I'm really turned on by you. I said... Wonderful. I'm so glad you're not limited just to the opposite sex. So please hang up and find somebody wonderful for yourself. So Howard then said, um, you know, he just, how can I get Hattie? How can I pull her off center? I mean, she's like too cool for words. So he said, uh, how about your ass? Let your ass.
0: And then, <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't want to make a, he was, thought he was harassing me. So I said, what the hell? You know, i won <laughs> beauty contests in bathing suits. You know, I am a couple of things. I machine. know. What are you we did talking about.
1: Yeah, so you I did. So around. I, yeah, for all my listeners that don't know, Hattie, at 75 years old, did a Dolce & Gabbana ad with a gold bathing suit on. That was absolutely stunning. So you showed Howard your ass, and what did he say? So, well, I left
2: my skirt on to begin with. And then I was wearing pantyhose, so it wasn't this. It was a complete open situation, and then I said, "What the hell? Pick my skirt up and kind of wiggle." And he said, "That looks that that, that's good. You look better than me." And I said, (laughs) "You don't mind? I don't
1: consider that an achievement." Oh, that's awesome. That is so cool that you've had such a good time. And Hattie, you know, men have dated younger women for centuries, so do you feel that women are finally making strides in dating younger men, or do you think that society still sees it as taboo?
2: Society still sees it as taboo, and um, I do want to turn it around, Zoe, in one way. When I was interviewed on CBS News, they said, so what's a cougar? I said, a cougar is a word that's used and they use it for women who are animals of prey on younger men. I do not accept that definition. Number one, I'm declawed.
1: (laughs) I I love that. That's awesome.
2: It's not that older women are going after young men. Time historically, young men are being courageous, and I use that word courageous, about their desire for older women and the way in which most experiences happen, whether they're short or long, they, they have a beautiful, caring, exciting because it is, it is exciting, but it's deeper and, and has wonderful communication. And the trust, it's nudity of mind, body, and spirit. And that's what these young men are craving.
0: So yes. I also
2: want young women to take this on. You don't have to be a cougar. You could be a, a kitten. And right. you'll know <laughs> yeah. that, you, that what makes me cougars exciting, take it. I love young women. I, I inspire them, actually,
1: more than a lot of old you women. Do. You do. You do, because, Let's, I mean, <laughs> you look fabulous for your age. And, like, tell, some, tell my listeners some of your secrets of how you're just looking so youthful, Hattie.
2: Well, I've been working on this quite a while, and I, I coined the word retro age, and that is to reverse aging. And I invite all my listeners to um, go to Amazon. And purchase my book, Retro Age, Four Steps to a Younger You. Retro Age, Four Steps to a Younger You by Hattie, H-A-T-T-I-E. And in that book, covers everything about your body hatred, how you turn that around, how you get the confidence to be naked in mind, body, spirit, mm-hmm. and give the glory of your beauty and your mm-hmm. sexuality and your who you are Yes. That's what you're sharing when you open your legs. You're opening your heart. You're opening your soul. And don't be afraid. Be yourself.
1: Yes, yes. That's one of the things that I teach is being your authentic self and definitely self-love. The most I think the sexiest thing you can wear is confidence. Confidence is the sexiest thing there is. Another thing you've been really open about is speaking about all of the pressure that women are under to, you know, have a nip and a tuck. And, you know, and now we're coming into an age where I feel like men are feeling like, okay, well, I need to look good for my woman too. How do you feel about that?
2: I personally have made the decision Never to have nips and tucks. Because I say, facelifts are like potato chips. You can't have just one.
1: (laughs) I know you haven't had any surgery, and that's amazing. But in today's society, I know something that you've spoken about before is how there is a lot of pressure on women. And, you know, we've discussed, like, how men, like, women are having, um, you know, breast augmentation, breast lifts. And men, I mean, you know... What were we talking about the other day, Hattie? Oh, we had
2: the, our, our my famous joke about women getting facelifts and men not getting scrotum lifts. Because,
1: because gravity takes its toll, honey. Yes, yes. And, you know, I mean, so I, is that, you know, I mean, I feel like there's, so much right now and there is some guys that are doing some things too and I think we're in a more of a conscious, health conscious society now but I feel like men like even with the media, I've talked about on this show before the media is starting to realize that women are the consumers, that we need more eye candy and I think that men need to, you know, make those efforts as far as taking care of themselves too and uh, we won't say anything about what you told me the other day about a set of nuts giving you a uh, concussion because it
2: was <laughs> well you know I can be racy about these things but you know with the passage of time things will happen but if you use that time to face what aging can do and then you are determined about what you can do about it then that gives you a wonderful sense of how you can take aging into your own hands and keep generating Get your own special brand of beauty. Listen, every age, everybody can remember. All we girls, when we remember one time the lose your breasts are too big or they're too small or they're too high or they're too low, your size of this, your size of that. <laughs> At every stage, women are racking on themselves. So for yes. First, by the time you're older, don't start it on your aging. Find out what's beautiful about you. We all have beauty. Does this mean if someone's overweight or someone has varicose veins, they're not entitled to love and be loved? Let's face it. Sexuality is not just intercourse. This is a divine expression of love. Keep that alive and and do what you have to do to keep honoring and loving yourself and then sharing that love. Absolutely. um,
1: Absolutely. How do you... Let's switch gears for just a second, and I want to talk about what's going on with you currently and your current relationship, Hattie. Then you're a little worried that you might be catfished, but you're hoping that it's true love. So tell my listeners about what's going on with your, your current relationship.
2: About, uh, thanks for the question, Zoe. And by the way, I just want to put a shout-out to all your listeners. Whatever reaction you are having and whatever age you are, it's my deepest hope that intent of what I'm trying to communicate strengthens you and gives you more appreciation for yourself, yes. however you are, whatever size you are, whatever. Uh, you know, sometimes I will joke and say, listen, if I can think I'm beautiful, you shouldn't have any trouble with it either. If I think at 78 I can be sexual to a young man, you too. If that's something you want, honor yourself and be brave. Yes. Now, you have you had asked a question about what's happening yes. currently. Yes,
1: yes, yes. A couple Your of years ago. relationship, okay.
2: A couple of years ago. Uh, You know, after I appeared in the Dolce & Gabbana ad, of course I was just deluged by young guys, and it was wonderful. I mean, I really learned so much about men and had wonderful experiences, no negative ones, always protected sex. But I decided i moved down to the island of Anguilla. I'm close to 80. I'll probably live a long time, and I'm still sexual and desirous of an intimate relationship. So I said, well, you know, instead of featuring myself as a cougar, I'm going to stop accepting the offers of young men, as flattering as it might be, and I'm going to uh, look for someone who matches me. I don't know what age they'll be, but they can really be even somewhat older than I. I want my match, and I, mm. I deeply want that. I want to share the poetry, the beauty, the travel, everything, because I have a life to live still, right. and so would this man. And I've had a lot of the Cougar experiences, but it's not something I want to go on into my 80s and 90s as noteworthy as that might be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't want that. I, wanted, so I want ready my to man. So to settle down, settle right, down, right. Settle but down. Hattie, But Hattie, there's a problem, baby. There's a little problem, darling. At 78, you are so vigorous and vibrant and, and, and sexual and uh, exuberant. And what man at your age is going to be able to keep up with you, honey? There's not going to be that many. But go ahead. Tell me what's going on. Well, uh, so... I was interviewed by um,
2: a London documentary film, filmmakers, and they said, well, if you're not a cougar anymore, what are you doing? I said, well, what I'm going to do is go on ourtime.com and look for an, a mature person. Mature is from 50 up. So I put in an ad there, and first I put my real age, and they sent people in their 80s. So I called the company. I said, listen, I don't want to lie, but I think I'd better write 10 years younger. And she said, I looked at your picture, honey, you could put 20 years younger. I said, no, no, I don't I want that. I'm going to put 10. So I wrote 68, and then I got a lot of wonderful replies. And had a date, and it was fun. It still didn't hold it for me, but I don't think it was just the age. Then someone called me from New Hampshire, and by the way, I called him to clear this so that you know I wouldn't be violating whatever we were creating between us and He started to say, you know he's in love with he's in love with my photograph, and it's so wonderful to hear my voice and he never thought that I would answer, and he's saying the loveliest, loveliest things to me about his life, and he's sharing himself, and it's feeling wonderful then I said. By the way, I'm 78 because I don't want to start on a live. He said, all the better. I've seen your videos. I've seen you. I really desire you. Now, I'm moving down back to New York, and then I'll see you when I'm there. So I had been on the TV program where the guy, documentary guy who did Catfish, was on, and he, he told me about catfishing. You fall in love with someone on the Internet. You don't know who they are. You're falling in love with your words, pictures, and may or may not be the person. And before you know it, you're hooked on someone who might not even exist, so it could be a woman.
1: So I mean I hope for your sake You're not being That's not a woman (laughs) But my question Is going to be My question is going to be This Okay so um, You know There's long distance Relationships you meet online And there's this Wonderful thing Um, like Skype or um, with iPhones, you send each other videos or, you know, stuff like that. So you could really get an idea for how the person is, how the person looks in person. So have you Skyped or received any videos? How many pictures of him have you seen and things like that?
2: Uh, His initial photograph on the site and then Facebook, him and his dog, his family, whatever. But quite frankly, though he says he's going to meet me at the airport because I'm traveling to Las Vegas, he says he's going to pick me up when I arrive. I must say that I have decided to open myself up and be loving and open in the conversations. In other words, having the trust of a person who hasn't been betrayed. But underneath it all, I'm, I'm absolutely ready for this not to be real, and it's okay. It's that is really that's okay. the
1: perfect that's the perfect attitude and for your sake I hope it turns out to be wonderful. Okay, obviously you're a media personality and you're a lot of fun and you've done some crazy and wild things. Um, but you're also haven't you we know, all? Yes, Zoe. we have. Oh, yes, I'm a bad girl, Hattie. I need a spanking. You want to, I want you to give me a spanking, actually. Okay, but listen, you're also a highly intelligent woman, as I am myself, and yes, I love myself and I'm confident, not cocky. But um, we use our intelligence to help others. You know, um, my business, Catapult Enterprises, um, that I've had, and I've been doing life coaching and life coach certification. And I really, my whole purpose in life is to help others and in- inspire and invoke change in other people's lives. Um, and you also are a highly intelligent woman who believes in holistic healing. You have a vision for your future as a businesswoman. Tell me a little bit about the holistic healing and, you know, your, your dreams, your endeavors that you want to still pursue?
2: Well, um, I started out as a dancer, but then I found that I preferred being a, a dance teacher. And then I trained to be a psychotherapist and combined the two into movement therapy. I wrote the first organic certification for the America in the 60s, so I've been really involved in organic food and holistic healing. And breaking up body defenses. So I decided I would lump it, uh, that's not lump it, (laughs) but combine it all together. And I am a holistic life coach. Mm, Nice. And uh, I do do Skype and phone um, coaching. And anyone who does want to speak about anything having to do with a holistic style of living, that includes eating, body image, psychological relationship issues, and sexuality. The phone number where you can leave a message is 212-388-8509. Once again, 212-388-8509. And call that number only if you wish to a session. I will call you back. We'll book the time and the payment goes through PayPal.
1: Yes, serious no. inquiries only. And, Hattie, I hope that I am, you know, still vivacious and the businesswoman you are in years to come. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and we come back. I have some Ask Dr. Zoe questions that I want you to help me with, Hattie, for my listeners. So all of my listeners out there, when we get back, we're going to answer some of your questions. And if you have any questions about love, sex, or relationships, you can click on the Ask Dr. Zoe tab right on the
0: Shouldn't the product you use in your private parts be organic? Introducing Sex Butter by Dr. Zoe, a healthy, organic, and even edible vaginal and penis lubricant. Naturally enhances sexual pleasure, promotes arousal and orgasm, is antifungal and antibacterial, and smells delicious. Can be used with a partner or alone. (gasps) Purchase your Sex Butter by Dr. Zoe in the Dr. Zoe Today app or at That's drzoe.today.com. That's dot com. Everything is better with a butter. Mm.
1: Okay. Hattie, are you ready to, to answer some of my listeners' questions?
2: Absolutely. Okay. It would be an right. honor and a pleasure.
1: All right, awesome. This one is from an anonymous person. It says, I'm concerned with my penis, that it's just not big enough. What is a good-sized penis to bring a woman pleasure? What would you say to that, Hattie? Well,
2: penises come in all sizes and shapes, lengths and widths. That isn't what determines size a sexual practice. Even one is different sizes at different times. But the point is, I'm I'm actually, um, I want to tell this gentleman from the get-go, don't be concerned about the size of your penis. Be concerned about how you want to pleasure the woman and how you want to be pleasured as well. That's the size of your heart and your excitement and your joy and your sharing. That's what it's about. It's not the size of the penis.
1: Okay, I'm going to be a little bit more blunt than Hattie, and I'm going to say my answer is, yes, penises come in all different shapes, sizes, circumcised, uncircumcised. It's not necessarily the size. It's how you use it. There's men with large penises that have no idea. They're cumbersome. They don't know how to use them. There's men with smaller penises that know how to use it. So I would say just enjoy yourself, let go, whatever the size of your penis, just own it. So that would be my answer. Okay. We're gonna go on to the next And I will add to
2: that and the size and the mobility of your tongue. Next
1: question. (laughs) okay (laughs) we have a question from Jessica in your opinion do unmarried women achieve greater success in their careers than married ones what do you think Hattie
2: I don't think that's necessarily so I think women will achieve the success that they work for whether or not they're married so I don't think it that that's the issue, marriage or not marriage, sometimes it's better to have a partner, and having a partner, married or not, male or female, helps you with your success great, so it's solo or not solo, but marriage, I don't know that it has one thing to do with the other. What yeah, about you, Zoe? What do you think? I, I
1: agree. I think that a lot of uh, young career women, sometimes they're afraid to get married because they think that it's going to um, just, you know, intrude on their vision, their goals, their their career path. And I don't think that's the case. I think it's all about balance. And if you have a partner that's also um, successful and, you know, normally if that's the case, then you can balance things out and you can both both pursue your careers. So I don't think it has anything to do. With with married or unmarried at all. Okay, next question. Steven, I've been in a relationship with a woman for six months. During this relationship, I've come to the realization I'm not attracted to the opposite sex at all. I know I'm gay, but I do care about my girlfriend, and I don't want to hurt her or for her to think that it's her fault. How can I tell her?
2: Well, you will hurt her more by not being truthful. I think that you have to tell her that sexually you're not turned on to her because you're not turned on to any woman. So she won't hold that against you, so to speak. And then say, if you were heterosexual, you would be with her in the blink of an eye. However, you are attracted to men and you hope that she will understand and out of your love for her as a friend, It will help you have the courage to choose the sex partner that you really want.
1: That is beautiful, Hattie. I think I can't say that one better. I just say, Stephen, just be true to your authentic self, Um, like Hattie said, and you are doing more damage by not telling her. So just be true to your authentic self, and we wish you the best and much happiness. Okay, Mary, I'm 53 years old. I've been dating a 29-year-old for almost a year. Whenever we go out, people are always assuming he's my son. I used to laugh it off, but now it's getting old and I get angry. I'm happy with my man. How should I handle it when people make this assumption? Hattie, this is one for you.
2: Wonderful. Now. Don't switch into um into being angry. That's not a good way to go. And when people look at you, you really actually can smile and say, Isn't this wonderful? <laughs> or we are, you know, I am I see that you're looking, but it's like so great. You know, and, you know, just don't take the negative. Go oh, right to the positive and share it. Uh, this same guy from Israel, as it happened, we was, were was on the street standing in front of the Plaza Hotel in Manhattan, and we started kissing, and people were eating dinner in these large windows, and they saw us, and they started to applaud. So, Aww. you know, we gave them a high five. And, and keep that attitude, darling. It's your courage that will change the world and also change people's perception. Anybody who's going to be sour, that's their problem. But give them the possibility of smiling with you and enjoying it with you.
1: That is awesome. I love that. Okay, Hattie, awesome. You're amazing. You're awesome. Okay, Jim. Jim says, I'm 62, but I look like I'm in my 40s. I take very good care of myself, and I'm still uh, sexually active. While I have no problem getting erect, it takes me longer and longer to have an orgasm. Sometimes I just want to satisfy my mate, but she gets upset when I don't ejaculate. Is this normal? Um, well, it's not really fair
2: of her to need you to ejaculate in the same way that it's not fair of a guy to, to wait on a woman's orgasm. So both of you should just enjoy whatever you have. You Yes, it will take longer to ejaculate. It might when you get older. But the sexuality isn't just about getting off, having an ejaculation or having an orgasm. It's a whole lot of different things. So uh, I think you're putting pressure on each other and you should – enjoy each other.
1: Yes, um, I agree, Jim. I think that it's really sweet that you said that you just want to satisfy your mate. You know, men that are givers sexually are just amazing, And um, but she wants to satisfy you too, so it's probably why she gets a little upset. She thinks that the ejaculation means that you're having an orgasm, so she wants well, to Well, it's you- true. Yeah, well, she wants so to bring how- him to orgasm. Well actually, medically happy men can can have an orgasm without ejaculating sometimes, but to what she wants to do is basically I think what it is with women who get upset when their man, man doesn 't ejaculate they just don 't think that he 's enjoying it so I think if Jim just takes the time to tell her that you know you're really en- that you 're really enjoying the sexuality and it feels so good and then just tell her to be patient with you and take time and you know if it is a consistent problem and you 're really having i would say go talk to your doctor about it and see you know but it is normal Normal for men as they grow in age for it to take longer for them to orgasm or ejaculate. Well, I, will
2: also, I will also recommend saying, uh, well how's about us getting more racy? I, yeah. I don't know what the activities you are. Are you True. watching sex videos? Is she doing stripsies for you? You know, all these things are not vulgar or, or wild or weird. Two consenting adults who want to have a marvelous time can really play act. And I suspect that if she really put on a garter belt and red heels and really went at it, I think she'd
1: come past it. <laughs> I Why think Jim not? would be coming up a storm. Then Jim <laughs> would be coming like crazy. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. I really do. We talk on this show all the time about spicing up your relationships. People who yeah. are in long-term marriages or long-term monogamous relationships, you've got to keep it spicy. And Hattie is absolutely right. And we talk about that on this show all the time. So if you need some tips, you can listen to some previous Dr. Zoe Today shows as well. And, Hattie, that is awesome. You're absolutely right. Okay, Anonymous. We have time for a couple more. Anonymous, I'm 27 and my girlfriend is 43. We have the best, we have the best sex. I love her to death, but I think she's faking orgasms. How can I tell for sure? Well, I'll tell you what, Hattie. Hattie, yeah. you've been very well behaved on my show. And I like the <laughs> Hattie, naughty Hattie, I like when you're naughty. I've heard you, and I got excited myself because I know that you're you're wild and vivacious and sexy, and you're you're just like you're like an older version of me. And I'm so excited to that we've connected. And a shout out to Lauren, my program director, for getting me in touch with Hattie. I'm so happy that we've connected, and I feel like we're kindred souls. But Hattie, you've been so well behaved, baby. So I want you. To to fake your best orgasm for me right now, right here, for me. Because let's face it, we've all faked orgasms. So
2: I don't Patty, even like to use the word fake orgasm. I really don't. I like, if you're not getting it in one place, express <laughs> it in another. Who the hell cares? And by the way, instead of telling yourself you're faking it, really do it. And guess what? It can turn you on. Start with the sound, start with the mowing, start with the movement, get it going. <laughs> and instead of saying, I'm faking, say, I'm kind of enjoying, in fact, I'm getting turned on. So don't put yourself down. <laughs> you know, yes. get do it. <clears throat> the sounds that you make, they're real. Make them real. And yes. may be remembered real. Like, oh, 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 oh. You know, they may be remembered real. But Come on, honey, give me more, give me more, Hattie. Oh. oh, yes, yes. Oh.
1: Oh, yes. Perfect. <laughs> I want what she having. Well, and I mean, by the that's, way,
2: <laughs> yes. that's not a fake orgasm. It's a replay of what I recall orgasms not feel quite as good but I like this
1: <laughs> all right <And laughs> I love you I love you thank you so much for being on my show Hattie you're amazing I love you I feel like we're I'm telling you we're related somehow we'll figure that out later anyway everyone that's our show for tonight be sure to tune in next week for real ball about love Thank you,
2: dear. Thank you.